It's planting season, and it's not too late to make sure your crops grow up fed and happy. Regardless of your spring crop, Fed and Happy offers a variety of worm-casting solutions in liquid and solid form to supercharge your soil, your yields, and your profitability. For fast, vibrant germination and seedling growth, mix your seed with Fed and Happy's screened granular castings pre-drilling. The Fed and Happy liquid seed treat and extracts offer the ideal mix of soluble solids loaded with living beneficial biology, mycorrhizal fungi, humates, and more. The Fed and Happy small spreadable castings are ideal for fast, easy soil incorporation. The large offer long-term stability and soil growth. But you don't have to figure this out on your own. Just call 833-GO-WORMS to speak with our farm team experts for a fast turnaround on a custom solution for your needs. Fare better against pests, disease, drought, and other potential hazards this season with Fed and Happy Worm Castings. Visit FedandHappy.com for a healthy harvest and any lawn, garden, and tree care needs. Available for pickup and on-farm delivery. That's F-E-D-N-Happy.com. Or call 833-GO-WORMS. Happy planting. Welcome. You're listening to Casually Baked, the podcast. Home base for the can of curious. Thanks for tuning in. It's high time. We had a high time. Together. Together. Yes, it's high time. We had a high time. Hi, y'all. I'm Joe, your host and Cannabis Lifestyle Guide. I like to think of the new year as our annual reset button, an opportunity to reevaluate what's working and wipe the slate clean of the things that aren't. If you're a New Year's resolution maker, maybe you're seeking ways to find more balance in your life this year, or make your health and wellness a priority, or maybe you're looking for ways to improve your relationship with cannabis. No matter your motivation, yoga is one of the best things we can do for our bodies. Yoga combines physical, mental, and spiritual practices and offers a host of benefits, including increased flexibility, muscle strength, and tone, improved breathing, energy, and vitality, maintaining a balanced metabolism, weight reduction, cardio and circulatory health, improved athletic performance, and protection from injury. I grew up playing competitive sports, and my idea of working out was shaped by years in the gym and weight room and early morning timed runs. I was an early adopter of CrossFit and sustained injuries pushing myself beyond my physical limits. In my world, Working out and staying fit was a job, and I didn't enjoy it. It wasn't until 2018 that my workload and life situation limited my access to the types of exercise I was accustomed to, so my inflexible ass rolled out a mat and began exploring yoga. Fortunately for me, yoga and cannabis are an excellent pairing for overall wellness. I began noticing the full-body synergy of coupling the two. 
Microdosing cannabis before stepping onto the mat brought me intention and awareness to not only my workout, but also my day. On today's podcast, we're exploring cannabis and rocket yoga with my friends from Asta Yoga in San Francisco. Listen in and namaste all day. I got the bottle of wine, the high dollar kind. I got the West Coast smoke, but I better just take one. Asta Yoga family, thank you so much for having me here in your studio. It's absolutely lovely. I love it. Thanks for showing up. (laughs) (laughs) Asta Yoga is a cannabis-friendly and community-based yoga school in San Francisco's Mission District. I was first introduced to Rocket Yoga by Monica. For a newbie, it's pretty intimidating because it's a true workout. And so I was really surprised when she said that the roots of Rocket Yoga are based in cannabis. So I was hoping, Steve, that you would share that story about how this all began and how this intense practice has such a mellow beginning. I would love to share that story. It's, it's, not, a, it's not a cannabis-based practice. I should say that. It's not, okay. like a, it's not strictly for stoners. But, you know, cannabis was a big part of Larry's practice, Larry Schultz was teaching Ashtanga in San Francisco and he was sitting in his studio. He received a phone call and they said, can you come and uh, have us interview you? We want to learn more about Ashtanga. And he was like, of course, sure. Because at the time his, his name was in the yellow pages. This was back in late 80s. Okay. And so he shows up at this house and it's the Grateful Dead house. And he goes in and he's a huge fan. So he was thrilled that Ashtanga had opened this door for him. And he's talking about Ashtanga and he says, hey, I need to take a break. I got to roll a joint. This is a big part of my practice. And they were like, you're hired. <laughs> and so that was it. And from that point forward, he was on tour with them for three years. Um, they weren't very receptive to the traditional Ashtanga practice. So with a lot of uh, free time and creativity and joints they created the rocket and it was originally a very mellow practice what it is today is not what he was teaching the grateful dead so you know bob weir wasn't doing like eight handstands in an hour of practice i was like what (laughs) yeah no he might have been he might have been but but you know they were coming at the practice uh you know later in their career and after a lot of time on the road and uh, a lot of substances abused, and, <laughs> yeah. and uh, you know, Jerry Garcia was there for about one minute, uh, and he tried out some Nolly Kriya with Larry. And if you don't know what Nolly Kriya is, you can look that up on YouTube. It's this abdominal churning, uh, and he just was like, "Oh fuck this!" And he walked right <laughs> out of the room. <laughs> but the rest of them love it. The rest of them loved it, and to this day, uh, I know Bob Weir's still practicing. Phil Lesh is still practicing. So, you know, it's, it's become something very different from what it started out as, but uh, it's always been very friendly uh, to the cannabis community. Yeah. So Monica tells me that this is her favorite class of the week to attend. The happy hour. Yeah. So tell me, <laughs> tell me about that culture. Tell me about happy hour. Happy hour started uh, probably like 20 years ago or more. Uh, and it's this Friday class, 4.30 and 4.30 is a very special time of day because if you can come to class at 4.30, Larry said, 
you were a master of your life because you decided that this practice was more important than being at your job till your boss said you could leave. Yeah. So people were like showing that. up before 30. They weren't showing up before 30. They were showing up for the 420 meditation. And then they took the 430 class. And the Friday class was a combination of the Rocket 1 and Rocket 2. So there's two sequences in Rocket Yoga. Together they form the Rocket 3. And it's 90 poses in 90 minutes. Uh, it's an extremely challenging practice. But it's open to anybody. And we're very open to people expressing themselves in whatever capacity that might be. Uh, and so you know, it's just fun. It's just fun and people come and uh, often are quite, quite casually baked uh, for the practice. And people just, we have to kick them out often at the end of the night because they just won't leave. You know? so, <laughs> I love that. It's, it's great. And, and it was really fun back at It's Yoga. The space was huge. Uh, it was a 5,000 square foot studio that could fit 150 people. So uh, the energy of that space and... Uh, you know, of course, Larry being there leading that practice was very special, and we do our part to keep that going here in San Francisco. Yeah, so um, you are one of the founders of Asta Yoga, mm -hmm. and so when did you begin your your practice here in, in the mission? Uh, we opened the studio 2009. Okay. I started practicing at its yoga in 2008. So I, I wasn't practicing for very long when I opened a studio, uh, but my partner, Renee, had uh, been practicing since 2000. And we knew its yoga was closing. And we were very scared that we wouldn't have a place to practice because it's very important to have a, a yoga center, a community, a space where you can be with people doing what you're doing. Uh, so we just opened a studio. Uh, and everybody thought we were totally crazy. <laughs> but we've been here for <laughs> nine years. And they're right, we're totally crazy. Uh, but it's been really nice to form this community and keep this practice going. And we still have a lot of the old people who were at its yoga back in the day and uh, a lot of the new people who've come around lately. And, and we've also helped to grow this uh, around the world. You know, we've got communities doing Rocket in Guatemala. We have people all over Europe. We've got uh, people on the East Coast in Richmond and D.C. So Very uh, nice. Well, and so we have part of the tribe here today. <laughs> And I would love to hear from each of you, you know, what rocket yoga and, and cannabis and, you know, what that marriage of the two, what it means to you, maybe even telling me, you know, does it make you better? Is it make it more challenging for you? Like, you know, I just want to kind of get a feel for this from each of your perspective. Sumi? Um, so I found Ashta Yoga online on Groupon, <laughs> uh, and I had, I had no concept of uh, what the rocket was or anything like that. But I remember when I came uh, for my first class, I felt it was something special. Um, and, uh, and it was something that could be explored for a long time. Uh, so I started practicing uh, pretty regularly. I think the first time I uh, smoked before practice was a rocket three. It was this happy hour class. And uh, I felt like I was upside down right at the beginning, and it was a uh, it was it was a really fun experience. I mean, it's uh, it makes it more apparent how connected you are to your center. I think um, because if you start to veer off uh, in that state, then um, the whole train gets derailed. But um, if you stay there, it's it's a very unique feeling. I'm curious 
because I microdose before I do yoga, but I also am not really good at it. And, you know, and it really does affect my balance if I am too high. How do you like find your sweet spot when you know you're about to have to do 90 poses in 90 minutes? This guy is the sweet spot. <laughs> <laughs> you, sh- you should see him in a handstand. He, he is just complete stillness. And, and I would say, you know, it's, you say, well, I'm not that good. It's hard to balance. Anything you can do totally sober, you can learn to do at 100% while high with practice. That's a fact. So Andrew Weil talks about this. Challenge accepted. Yeah. So, so it, it is a challenge. And I think it it's, it's really important for people, especially people who are just so caught up in the ambition of uh, trying to replicate what they're seeing constantly on Instagram, social media, all the poses, all these just extreme contortions that people are able to do. If you smoke a little weed and you feel a little unsure of yourself, you might slow down, you might be a little more careful, you might be a little more attentive, you might be a little more in the moment, rather than constantly trying to strive and get ahead. And I think that's a, you know, it's a useful tool for some people yeah. to just be a little, a little unstable. I agree. I think that's a good philosophy for life in general. It's good to be on your toes. Uh-huh. Like, yeah, okay. All right. I'm buying it. I'm <laughs> what about it. you, PK? <laughs> <laughs> I'd been practicing probably about maybe three years just doing like vinyasa yoga. I was bribed to take my first yoga class, so I did not do it willingly. My wife was like, oh, hey. I'll speak say it was a woman. I'll go climb, yeah. <laughs> she, well, it's, it's her fault. And pretty quickly, she was like, shit, I'm going to lose you to yoga. I'm like, yeah, maybe. <laughs> so part of it, I just saw there was this dude that would practice in the back of the studio that I first started practicing at. And I would see him. He was upside down. Like for, you'd see him upside down for like three hours. But he was just like chill. Like he's in his, he's in his flow state. He's like all good, but he's doing these things that are like, a superhero, right? And so he was very intimidating to talk to. So I approached him one day and he's like, oh man, that's, and his eyes lit up all of a sudden. He seemed like this kind of creeper almost. But once you talk about yoga, all of a sudden his eyes lit up and he's like, oh, it's rocket yoga. You want me to show you? So he started kind of teaching me a little. Six months later, he's like, you know, there's a studio down the street that teaches rocket yoga. I'm like, why'd you wait six months to tell me this, you know? You know, so I so I came down here and uh, I took a training pretty soon thereafter. I mean, I first time, first few times I started getting baked before class, I was like, "This is too much, man!" Like head rushes, I couldn't balance, and I think that also coincided with a lot of my attraction to the practice, which was like, "I want to be able to do this crazy shit." And once I started, I feel like relaxing a little bit more, trying less hard. Steve's teaching. I mean, that's one of the things he emphasizes. Is you got to relax, you got to breathe, and then let things happen and not force anything, right? I started noticing that it really in- would enhance my practice and that I would feel more connected to, like, my center, like we're a self-balancing mechanism on the camera. Mm-hmm. It's kind of what it feels like. It kind of like, okay, you may be here or there. I won't get into the kind of nuances of strains and how that plays into it because I do think there's a big, almost, uh, I used to have the opposite thought in terms of, what was good to smoke before practice and not. Like for me, I p- would prefer like more kind of indica dominant, mm-hmm. whereas I thought, well, sativa's active, right? So I'm going to, we got to smoke sativas before class. But whenever I smoke sativas, I go nuts Yeah. Like in my practice. And you can probably see it. 
you know. Yeah, right? No, yeah. Yeah, the other day, we, she, uh, Monica had a, we had a dab of lemon tree, Blue River lemon tree, which is the bomb, flavor-wise. But I was just, like, in orbit. Like, mind was like, nah! and, you know, your body's, like, got to yeah. rein it in. But that's part of what kind of also makes it fun because then it gives you, like, this additional challenge that you kind of figure out, okay, how do I, you know, still find my center while I have this kind of, you know, stuff happening in my head or in my body. Well, and it forces you to listen to your body exactly. so that your body can tell exactly. you how to shop for cannabis. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. Like I keep notes. Oh, not a good strain, you know. Hey, Steve, this is one that I think might work. Let's try it. Let's see how it works, you know. And then we'll just, oh, that was too much. That was too little. <laughs> You don't want to forget what you're doing. <laughs> right. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm going to enjoy watching y'all practice later and try to figure out who's the most baked. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> Monica, you are in the cannabis business. You are my favorite cannabis formulation scientist. What do you have to add to this conversation, <laughs> milady? Well, thank you. Yeah, I discovered the rocket uh, back in 2010 when Larry Schultz came to Belgium and came to Brussels. And for me, I needed a yoga community. Like being a foreigner can be lonely. Um, and so this was an English speaking studio, very international. And it was before that I was practicing Bikram. So I liked the, <laughs> don't, <laughs> no, 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 um, no, but I, <laughs> oh yeah, no, no, no. Well, so I got involved in it in a really cute boutique little studio. The teacher, he emphasized breath mindfulness. So when I went to Belgium, it was like no breath, all like instruction, military-esque. And, 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 and so I just started practicing at home um, with YouTube videos and, and eventually just online um, resources. And so when Larry came, I was like, oh, my God, this is it. Like, I remember I was crying. I was so happy because I hadn't had that like final shavasana when you're like oh my god yeah that was great you know <laughs> so um and then ever since i was hooked and i found a new a new community and a new tribe in belgium when i came here three years ago i took the the rocket training and that was the first time i integrated cannabis um, into the practice i've been consuming cannabis since i was 18 and i've never and i've been doing yoga now since what 2000 and i think seven so I bet it took coming here to think, oh, why don't I pair the two? Because I thought that it would just make me lazy and I just lay around. And I was like, no, I like to be active. I like to be focused. And so, you know, and then I was hooked too. <laughs> um, for me, the way it helps is, and that's right, I, I tend to prefer sativas in my day life and going through, but I've shifted to, for the practice, uh, more indica, indica dominance. Um, I love the, the Delta A Pro tabs, so because they give me a great body high, and so I can time it with, with um, when I take it from the class. Um, but that's you know my personal bias. But I think the difference is I just don't care, and I'm just in my zone, and yeah. I'm with my breath. And before that, it's like, oh well, I don't need props to get the right alignment. I'm flexible and this and that, and you just that goes away. And once and it caused me to peel those layers of what I thought again, what I thought I should look like, you know, these postures. I remember first walking in and like, how the hell do these people do this? Like, I'll never be that strong. I'll never this or you know. And when you just remove that, I'll never or I can't or you know 
what all these all excuses that we yeah. create in our head and you just breathe and you focus on the breath and the alignment and you go slow and you build the foundation, it just blossoms. That is the distinction that I think um, when you are have consumed cannabis and then practice, it, it highlights that, um, which you can find that without, of course, with the practice, but I think that the use of cannabis kind of accelerates that process. Yeah. You know, I microdose before I meditate and I know that if I... Mine is the same way. If I smoke a sativa, it's like trying to catch a herd of cats. You know, it's just like it, my mind is everywhere. And so I I can see how just getting that body high versus that mind going is the perfect combination. But do you all have any tips for newbies or people that are wanting to dip their toe into yoga and cannabis, like pointers to get started. Like you said, you know, those first couple of times you had a rough go of it, but what do you think? Just like you're talking about in terms of microdosing is find your, your level. Cause I think when you're first trying, like at first, I remember you take a few rips off of the J and you don't really think about hmm, am I taking the right amount for, for class? You just, I'm going to get baked, and then I'm going to try and practice. But especially for someone that's new to it, figure out, okay, it's almost imperceptible at first, and then you can, right, you can always take more, you can never take less. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> Until you do, right? For a while, I'd try it, and I'm like, I can't do this. I can't, I would get head rushes, and that's kind of the, I think the, the power of the, the practice as well is that, whether it's sativa, whether it's hybrid, you have too much or too little. I feel like if you really, you know, focus on your breathing and your practice, it doesn't matter. It all levels off at a certain point. Mm-hmm. Maybe it takes you an extra few minutes, maybe an extra, you know, few flows in practice. But eventually, I think you find your equilibrium. And it's when you find that longest period of equilibrium, then it's like, man, that was practice was great that was a good practice strain because man the whole time i was like in the zone yeah so you yeah you find your flow state everyone's everyone's got their own their own spot they gotta figure out yeah if um uh i think there's a tendency also to think of uh practice as a performance and if it's thought of instead as a way to study the body uh when it's in these postures we talk about it at the studio and um see what's going on inside then the use of cannabis, it becomes non-threatening yeah. automatically because it's just just a way to see inside and get feedback from the body. And I like that thought because so many people that do CrossFit or, you know, they go to the gym and it really is just sensory overload. The TV's going, there's people everywhere or in CrossFit, you know, I did that back in the day and, you know, I couldn't do a pull up, but they're, we're going to make me hang from a bar for 60 seconds and just try. And it's like I'm flailing around. I'm like, this is not fun. And so the whole idea of with as busy as our lives are and as much as we have going on, that you can actually get a great workout and flush your body and like just this whole thing in a really peaceful, serene mental state I think I always disregarded yoga because it felt like, well, that's not going to be a great workout. You know, I was a basketball player and the older I get, if I can have a low impact 30 minute workout where I'm like working out muscles that I didn't even know I had, I've been doing this for what, six months and I feel like it's completely changed my body. Just doing 20 to 30 minutes, 
you know, five days a week. I'm like, I got on the yoga train too fucking late. <laughs> it's never, it's never too late. <laughs> well, I would say for people coming in for the first time, like, come in sober. Come, 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 come in, come in totally straight. Cause like, yeah, like you, you want, you want to know the, the terrain. Like you want to know what you're putting yourself through. And I don't think all forms of yoga are going to lend themselves to being totally baked while you're practicing. Like I wouldn't go do Bikram baked unless I had like, you know, a, a death wish. But this is a totally safe space for that. And I, and I think there's something, uh, Personally, I've experienced when I've had something that just took me way beyond what my comfort level was as far as being stoned. The breath that we use in this practice is very calming. So instead of having a panic attack about just being too high, uh, you can just sit and breathe and go through some movements and really bring yourself to a calm space. So there's something about the practice that balances out uh what might be a little bit of overindulgence with cannabis. Nice. Yeah, I want to add to that. So my little trick, because I have sometimes overindulged, and then starting the first sun salutations, I'm like, oh, shoot. <laughs> and a lot of times, though, the sun salutations, that's the most important. That builds a foundation for the rest of your practice. So it's kind of harder to find that rhythm and flow if you start off a bit erratic. Um, but again, going to the breath uh, in my head, I always think... So, like, inhale, so, exhale, ha. And so that means I am. So that just clears my mind and then recenters in the breath. So it could be whatever meditation mantra that you think of. It could be inhale, I, exhale, baked. I don't know, but, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But just something to um, shift the focus. And, and always the goal is to shift the focus to the breath. Got it. All right. Good tips. Well, if anyone in the San Francisco Bay Area wants to check out Rocket Yoga, Asta Yoga is doing a lovely special for our Casually Baked listeners. 10 sessions for $99. That is correct. Go to astayoga.com and your promo code is Casually Baked. All one word, right? All casually one word. Baked, all one word. Now we're going to all go get Casually Baked. And then I am going to video your class. I will be a fly on the wall. You won't even notice I'm here. <laughs> I think Thank you should you just letting... set the camera up and take class with us. Yep, I agree. <laughs> Second that. Oh. I have on a regular bra and not... We'll make it work. <laughs> oh, I just want to get some really cool artistic shots, though. Maybe we'll. Maybe I'll try dip in and out because Come I want to do y'all right. <laughs> yes, I'll... <laughs> oh, you know what I mean. All right. Thanks for hanging out, guys. Thanks for being here. Thanks, Joe. <laughs> I'm in a yoga studio. It's as loud as I could be. I know. Be very quiet. Be yes. very quiet. So, <laughs> Steve. Joanna. I'm glad that we're getting back together for a post-yoga practice chat. Me too. Yeah. So, you've got, you know, while you were in there, some things were kind of tumbling and around in your brain. And so, what else do we need to talk about? There's so much to talk about. I, you know, I... Before we had this conversation, I was just thinking about this relationship between cannabis and yoga. 
and I, and I went online, just what people do when they want to learn things. And I, I saw a lot of articles and they had largely two different points of view. One is that uh, marijuana has no place in yoga practice, which is very interesting because a lot of people uh, who are very serious about their practice, uh, they're, they're so serious they're not having a lot of fun. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, I've seen and, and I And I understand where they're coming from. And, uh, you know, it's yoga is a practice about bringing stillness to the mind. So you can't necessarily claim that cannabis is going to help you bring stillness to the mind. But that would be really pure yoga, pure yoga, where you are arranging your whole lifestyle in such a way that nothing disturbs your mind. Uh, and I don't think most people living in urban settings like this one yeah. are truly on a path to uh, this enlightened I was state. fixing to say that is like beyond enlightenment if yeah. you can pull that off in the mission in San Francisco. Yeah, good luck. <laughs> yeah, if if I felt that just letting go of cannabis in my life would lead me to enlightenment, uh, I would give it up. I just don't think I'm that close and it just isn't my goal at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think yoga offers so many benefits that come to you way before you get to a place in the practice where you have to really look at how is your cannabis use affecting your practice? After 11 years of practicing and using cannabis with my practice, I'm not at that place yet. And that's really the one side. It's it's getting in the way of you really achieving what yoga is designed to achieve, which is that pure, perfect state of mind. Then there are people who support it. And this largely seems to fall in the domain of people who are cultivating cannabis yoga branded businesses retreats all that thing that's great i think that's really interesting that it's it's getting branded right now because it's always been around right it's always been on the dl yeah but experiential marketing is hot like people want to spend money on an experience over a product and so people are cashing in on that right now I think it's great. I think, you know, the, the, the yoga we do here at the studio is uh, Ashtanga based and it's, it's pretty intense. So would I recommend that somebody come in here, you know, totally baked and try a class? Absolutely not. It's good to really get a sense of your body, where you are in space, left and right, forward and back, up and down, really simple things that become very complicated when, uh, like a lot of people are, we're totally disconnected, mind and body. So adding cannabis to the mix isn't the best idea. But for people who uh, really are just so in their heads, what they find often is that when they smoke a little weed before they practice or have an edible or however they want to take it, they come in and there's this ability to focus on the breath that's really unobstructed by the normal things that people think about. And I, I think the, the impairment of the short-term memory is yeah. the key. Yeah. I think if you can forget about your problems for a little bit, or forget about this thing that you're anxious about for a little bit, and you go into the... <sighs> cannabis can take you there. Yeah. That made me feel good, and I didn't even do it. That was one thing while I was watching y'all practice and videoing it. 
that sound of 30 people doing that at Mm -hmm. one time was really, really powerful. Yeah. I can see why, you know, Monica likes coming in and doing this group practice. What advice do you have for someone who is like me? I work all the time and I know I need it and I can see that it is beneficial for me. Mm But I really don't have time to get out of the house and join a, you know, a yoga family, so to mm-hmm. speak. Are there things that, like for a newbie who wants to kind of experiment with yoga and cannabis at home at first before they come out? I mean, it's kind of intimidating to just <laughs> come in. <laughs> I, I guess it, you know, I, I hear this all the time and I've heard this for nine years now. That people think that this studio is really intimidating. What we're doing looks really intense. and they're right. It, what we are doing is intense, but if you start from the beginning and you work through it, you will become good at it. It's just a matter of practice. Um, what can people do at home to develop some confidence with the practice before they come here? Yes. I don't know. I really, I don't know. I, yeah. I feel like there's something really important about the community, about being around other people, about hearing uh, other people in the room breathing that's very inspiring. I think there's something really important about uh, committing to a practice, even one you're uncomfortable with, just for some amount of time that makes sense for you, whether it's a week or a month, Mm -hmm. and to be in connection with a teacher or a few teachers who are really watching you and giving you feedback about your practice. I think a lot of people now practice uh, using videos, online subscriptions mm-hmm. to classes, and they're practicing. That's what at home. I do because it's just convenient. And it's convenient. It's it's probably what most people truly have access to the most freely. Um, I don't think a lot of people have the time, convenience, money, whatever to go to a studio all the time. But when you are, I experience this when I teach. I'm saying something. Everybody in the room thinks I'm talking to someone else. <laughs> it's it's like well actually I'm saying this because I'm seeing this and and if I have to point you out specifically I'll come tell you but if you're practicing and you're watching a video you're going to think you're doing everything right so it's it's if I don't there's there's an accountability accountability that comes from going to a studio right no Um, I I I can pick that I picked up on that for sure yeah and we you know we started to see like okay people really aren't getting this process. So mm-hmm. our beginner classes have been broken down even more. And I think the thing with cannabis and yoga, it can make you feel way more self-conscious than you would normally feel. So if you're new to yoga and it's already intimidating to you to come practice, maybe don't try cannabis and yoga yet. Um, yeah, because yeah, for me, it's just completely the opposite. For me to just come in completely sober, I mm-hmm. would feel more self-conscious than uh-huh. had I smoked. Because, mm-hmm. you know, it just kind of turns off that monkey brain. Yeah. And that's awesome. The, yeah. It helps you in that way. I think, too, somebody mastering meditation and cannabis, doing that first, because mm-hmm. then they really do get synergistic with their breath in that space of being mm-hmm. high and then move into yoga. like. A sun salutation when when you're high, like, you know, check your balance, that kind of thing. Yeah. You know? Well, it it really helps you to feel your body. Most people are constantly drawn outward mentally. 
and you see people spending three, four, five, six hours a day on their phones and their computer at work. And so there's always this, this demand from outside to have your attention sucked away to mm-hmm. other things. And here, the practice is all about taking that attention and turning it on yourself. And so if cannabis is a means by which we can feel our body with more sensitivity, we're naturally drawn inward. And if we start to feel things that we're not used to feeling, that can be uncomfortable. And so what we do is come in, do the practice. You're a little more sensitive mm-hmm. under the influence of cannabis. Yeah. And then you have to breathe more intensely with more focus to really be in that sensation, especially when it's not comfortable. Mm-hmm. And so when you come in that room on Friday, you see that class at least half of those people have used cannabis before the practice. And it doesn't take away from their focus at all. In fact, it probably enhances it. And it makes them a little more sensitive to how they feel so that they're moving organically as a unified body rather than just moving different parts of the body around and trying to figure the poses out. It's really coming from the inside out. Yeah. Yeah, that... that Level two, three class was no joke. <laughs> that, was, that was a three. That was, okay, it was that a two, was, three, it was all three. Okay. That was, that was the most difficult class we teach all week. So it's by no means. Uh, and y'all were trying to get me to do it? Oh my gosh. Well, people, I would have been <laughs> Well, we, we just say like, you know, jump in. Sure. Any class, jump in. Just but do what you can do. But not the three. If you are a beginner, do not jump into a three class. That is a healthy tip from me. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, there there are people who are very daring, and they just want to like they just want it all. Yeah. Right away. Yeah. So, except yeah. you don't want to, you know, crash in a handstand onto like a really good level three person. They'll be so pissed. Well, we're we're, we're very mindful. <laughs> of people. And before the class even starts, we make sure people get set up. You'd have put me in the corner with a gate around me. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) The life preserver, (laughs) fire extinguisher. And a little joint on the corner. Just in case. You probably didn't notice, but you know, we have Larry's picture up in the back and on top of his picture, we have a little pipe that just sits there. Oh no, I did see the picture and I actually think I got a little video of it, but I didn't notice the pipe above it. Yeah, we, Very we, clever. I'll have to see if I see it in the video. We passed that around at his memorial oh, back in 2011. Great. That's so cool. Well, he, he was just, Larry Schultz was, you know, such an advocate for cannabis and yoga. And, you know, the whole community of its yoga at the end was all about his property up in Sonoma, which he called Nolly Land. And Nolly Land was where he was growing a hundred plants and he had his trainings and he taught classes and people lived there and he was demonstrating a lifestyle. Yeah. Which, That's what I'm trying to do for cannabis where yeah. I'm like, this is what cannabis for wellness looks like. Uh-huh. Cannabis is a part of my life. It is not my entire life. Right. You know, I want to talk to you about other things besides pot. <laughs> Everyone. <laughs> I mean, you know, and so it it's nice to see because you definitely can tell that. I mean, when Monica talks about him, her face lights up. Mm-hmm. Watching any of you talk about him, like he truly changed so many lives. Do you have a favorite story about him? I have many stories about him, but the, you know, the story I, I tell often is just about going for a ride with him in his car uh, because a lot of people think you can tell the real yogi by their practice or what they don't do. 
uh-huh. right? All all the prohibitions they've put up, all the things they stay away from, and and Larry really believed in enjoying life, and and he lived his yoga. So he'd get in the car, and he had this this ridiculous blue PT Cruiser convertible <laughs> <laughs> with the It's Yoga plates, and so he would drive around town, and he just was so patient and he would stop when someone was approaching a crosswalk. He wasn't irritated that there were pedestrians. Uh, he let people pass. He was he was always just very friendly to everybody he came in contact with, especially on the road. Mm-hmm. And when he would go out for food, if you couldn't find a parking spot on the first time around, he'd go somewhere else. He yeah. left. <laughs> yeah. he, he, he was just like, you know, I want my plans to align with the universe's plans for me. So if there's no parking, it's time to go. Yeah. Um, and he, he just had a very cool way about everything he was doing that was yoga. Mm-hmm. Like that was the yoga. So if you wanted to learn from Larry, you spent time with Larry. And if you wanted to spend time with Larry, you had to smoke weed. Yeah. It, it, you just had to. He, he didn't trust you if you didn't smoke weed because it was like, well, what are you hiding? Because it makes you vulnerable and it reveals a lot about you. So when you're sitting there with Larry and you're smoking weed, it's like the curtains are down. Yeah. And it's the real you. So, like, who are you? Uh-huh. And so he, he did not trust people who didn't smoke with him. And he said, don't trust the yoga teacher who doesn't smoke pot with you. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's great advice. I'm sad I didn't know Larry. Well, there's a great video. I think it's a, a Yoga Peeps interview with Larry that he did in Yerba Buena Park here. And he tells that story. You have to smoke pot with your yoga yeah. teacher. But he also talks about his time with the Grateful Dead. Uh-huh. It's a great 10-minute interview where you can just listen to him in his own voice and you can tell he's completely baked. Yeah. And he's just sharing his love for this community he's created. And uh, San Francisco is such an important part of cannabis culture, yoga culture, and and expanding that out into the larger world. Yeah. Um, And I think, you know, he was really at the forefront of being really positive around things that made you a little less miserable to be around. That's what he always said. He said, you know, do yoga. It'll make you a little less miserable to be around. And smoke weed. Smoke weed. If if it makes you feel better, smoke it. If it doesn't make you feel good, let it go. Yeah. It's not it's not about what other people say about it. Mm-hmm. And he always was so confused about this phenomenon where you could ask people, Do you want to go get a drink? Like, yeah. Like, you want to smoke this joint? Oh no, no, I don't smoke weed. Yeah. Yeah. And so like we have to have these conversations still. And it's opening up, but we have to have mm-hmm. these conversations so people know. It's like, oh, people I respect, people I trust, they're okay with this. I yeah. can be okay with this. And um, people that look amazing and mm-hmm. who are athletic and fit and busy. And sharp-minded. Yeah. And not lazy. Mm-hmm. You see the way people move in that room? That's not the stereotype of a stoner. Yeah. This, these are high-performance athletes in this room, yes. right? Yeah. They know how to move, they know how to breathe, and they know how to focus. And so the benefits of yoga are raining down upon these people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, there are a lot of beautiful people walking mm-hmm. in and out of there. I mean, just from the short amount of time that I've been practicing, mm-hmm. can totally tell a difference in my body and and just my lower back and noticing when I'm not uh-huh. sitting up straight and like, you know, head over heart, heart over pelvis. Like, you know, these are things that... I didn't think about six months ago when I'm right. like working over my computer like this, but now I'll catch myself and I'm like, oh, I need to sit up, pull my shoulders back, pull them down. Like, you know, and so it helps in so many aspects 
of my every single day. And I only practice it for like 20 minutes, five days a week. That's a lot. It is? That's a lot. It is a lot. Yeah, like if you're practicing five days a week for 20 minutes, that's a lot. And what what Larry called that was the MDR, the minimum daily requirement. <laughs> that's and what just, I want. Just yes. just do a little bit. Uh-huh. It's better than doing nothing. You got to move and breathe. And you know what he always said was yoga was for the health of your nervous system. So it, you know it's not about your body; it's about your nervous system because you live at the mercy of your nervous system. And so, you know, there's this relationship between cannabis and yoga there too, because we know a few things about the therapeutic benefits of cannabis and we know it's a neuroprotective substance agent. agent. So these two go together. Mm -hmm. And if you look at some old stoner yogis, you're going to find some of the most peaceful people you know. Yeah, it's true. I lived in Mill Valley for a while. There's a lot of them there. They run the place. (laughs) (laughs) They totally do. Oh my gosh. Well, this is good. I'm glad that we we got back together. Me too. I hope that you're all inspired to try a little cannabis-infused yoga or just yoga by itself in general. Mm -hmm. But Asta Yoga is in the Mission in San Francisco. I'll include that video and more info about Asta Yoga in the show notes at casuallybaked.com. So be sure and check it out there. Sounds great. Yeah. Thanks, Trana. Yes. Thank you, Steve. You're amazing. And this is the quietest I think I've ever spoken in my life. (laughs) I know. I think my uh, family wishes I would have taken up yoga a long time ago. (laughs) I know. Nobody can hear me. I've been told my whole life, Joanna, use your inside voice. Thanks for helping me find my inside voice, Steve. Of course. Well, what do you think? Are you ready to stretch yourself in 2019? Explore the podcast 68 show notes at casuallybaked.com for both at-home yoga and meditation recommendations, as well as special offers from Asta Yoga for you San Francisco locals. If you appreciated today's podcast, I hope you'll share this episode with a friend or family member. And if you don't already subscribe to Casually Bake the Podcast, what are you waiting for? Do it or don't, but do! We'll keep the wellness theme rolling next week as I chat with my soul sister about the energy element and how our feelings inform our reality and the role cannabis can play in seeing it all clearly. Casually Baked the Podcast was created, recorded, and produced by yours truly. Editing and sound design are in the capable hands of Arnav Gupta. Will Llewellyn is editing the video version of the podcast, now available on YouTube and channel 203 on Cannabis Club TV. The podcast theme music is by my highly talented friend, Seth Walker. If you aren't familiar with Seth's music, you can find High Time on his album, Gotta Get Back wherever you're buying your music these days. I know he didn't create high time for me, but it sure as shit sounds like he did, right? I hope you'll tune in next time. Thanks for hanging out. Wishing you and me a year of growth, happiness, health, and abundance. Bless our hearts. Thanks for listening to today's show. 
To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Hi, my name is Kira Reed, and I'd like to invite you to be inspired by the women who are leading in the cannabis industry. Each week, we will discuss empowerment, leadership, and what it means to be a woman in charge in marijuana, hemp, and CBD. As the founder of the Women Empowered in Cannabis community, I have had the great pleasure to get to know many brilliant and talented women who are CEOs, executives, politicians, advocates, and community leaders that are focused on creating a cannabis economy that is just, fair, and equal. We'll learn how these women make decisions, how they navigate a predominantly male industry, and what they're doing to level the playing field for women. I hope you'll join us.